for the Gram and Enneagram podcast with your host, Certified Enneagram Coach Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve our lives and those in our community. So I'm so excited to be here with you again. For those looking online um, on YouTube, you know that I'm doing video as well as audio now um, as I seek to expand and grow. So this is a new experience, but I'm happy to be here and I'm happy for a new episode. I really want to talk about something that's kind of been on my mind, I've been thinking about. And when we talk about growth, when we talk about transformation, when we talk about like how do we change, how do we do things, I think one of the biggest challenges that we have is that we don't necessarily understand the process of cleaning out and letting go before we can fill ourselves with new things or move to the next level. So I'm going to give a couple analogies to help with that. Simple analogy, a cup, right? Once your cup is full, if there is, you can't put more in, it just overflows, right? And so that can be used in different ways. But if your cup is full of crap or gook or old stuff or things you don't want in it, trying to put something new that's good in it, it's not going to work. It's just going to go over the top, right? You're not going to have the capacity that you really want. You don't have the capacity necessarily because your cup is overflowing, right? Or because there's so much stuff in it. Um, that is gook and junk and things that prevent you from growing, you're not able to move to where you really want to, right? So how do we make sure that we take the things and pour the cup out so the new stuff can come in, right? You can talk about leaven when it comes to bread. You can talk about wine and wine skins, old wine and wine skins. You can talk about these things. One analogy I really like is about like a house. And I've done some kind of remodel and edit um, different things and like <laughs> short-term, mid-term type rental type things. And one thing that I've noticed and I really know is that you have to clean the place out completely before you can truly start to rebuild and reformulate the whole place if you really want to do it, right? You have to really get the stuff out first before you can really do the real transformation, the real flipping of the house, the real editing. If anybody's ever done something with the house, you know you got to clean it out first, right? You got to get all the stuff out. So then you finally can be like, all right, now I can start. I can really start, right? Because if not, you know, you can do a little bit by little bit, but it takes forever in the sense of like you truly trying to get to where you're trying to get to the growth of transformation. It takes forever because it's you don't have enough moved out of the way make enough change and shifts and it becomes a little bit harder to notice the difference too when you so much stuff clouding around it so i wanted to relate this to our growth that we do in the enneagram space this happens to us a lot a lot of times we make improvements but we have so much stuff i would say in our lives that we have not let go or released yet that it's hard to see the improvements sometimes right so it makes it a little bit difficult so on this episode i really wanted to talk about and emphasize We have to, as people who are doing our inner work, find ways to release and let stuff go. We got to, if we truly want to transform, we can improve along the way. And that's moving a couple of things around in your house and then fixing a few things, right? But there are some things in our lives that require major shifts, major changes for us to truly transform, for us to truly be new people, for us to truly be different. So if we're going to do that, We've got to find ways and find the things that we need to let go of. (laughs) We need to find the things we need to release because that's 
that's part of the journey. That's part of the only way you can tr- really get to a transformation is when you get to a point where you've got to let go of some stuff in order to keep moving forward. Because in our westernized society and culture, we just keep adding. And even as a seven, I am guilty of this, like the addition, gluttony, adding on more. Oh my gosh, I'm so good at it. Like I'm great at it, matter of fact, right? And so the ability to be able to let go of things and then choose deliberately what comes back or what is new that needs to be there so that you can grow is a whole different space and wisdom it takes. So it's realizing what to let go of and what to drop. And this can be very difficult because we grow attached to all of these things, very attached. We're great at becoming extremely attached to some of the things near and dear to us. And we attach to them in different ways. I'm not going to talk about the attachment theory here necessarily, but we attach to stuff in different ways. And in many ways, we attach mentally, emotionally, and somatically a lot of times to different things. And we don't always realize it, right? Until that thing is challenged in our lives or somebody tries to pull it out of our lives and get it out, you really don't notice until that happens. And so it's really becoming aware of that that allows us to eventually let it go. So right before this episode, I wrote a couple of notes because I was thinking in my head, I was like, let me give a little bit of clarity. Uh, it's like, you know, everything I just said is it's, it's solid stuff. I think everybody can resonate. But oh, yeah, that's right. I need to get some stuff. I got to let go. True. But I want to give a little bit more solid ways to do it because, you know, it can be easy to say, but then you can be like, but how? How do I do that? Right. So. A big part of it is um, I came up with a acronym to work on, like allowing ourselves to let go of stuff, right? Because there's a power in letting go. My goodness, because the things don't have control over you anymore, right? You know, we think if we accumulate more, we have more, we have more control, but in actuality, we have less And we have very less power because there's so many things pulling at us, right? And it's distracting from our own journey, the inner work, the work, the true things we want to do in life. All these things we become attached to are distractions on the bigger things that we truly want out of life. Um, And I say that with deep realization of that more and more um, in my life. So I just wanted to share that. So one thing I say before you get here, because these are parts of the journey, like you're not going to automatically be here. You get to this part of the journey over and over again if you're doing the work where you have to let go of something in order to move forward. Right. So there has to be a willingness to let go of certain things in your type structure, your Enneagram type, your instinctual things. It has to get to a point where either you just get so sick of it. You're like, I'm sick of repeating this same behavior. I'm sick of having these same re- repetitive types of thoughts. I'm sick of having the same emotional patterns. I'm sick of it stealing my energy, right? So when you can come to that realization, you have the willingness to be like, something's got to change and I got to do something about it. That's when you can truly start to shift. So I would say that's one of the first ingredients (laughs) um, into doing it, just the willingness to do it, right? Not to be perfect, but are you willing to be like, some got to go for me to grow, Some's got to go for me to grow, all right? So this analogy I came up with, well, acronym, sorry, acronym, is called Ariel, right? And so what I see when I think of Ariel, I think of being up high, up um, above, 
right? Because I think of this in a lot of ways. A lot of ways we get stuck in this duality of things, good, bad, right, wrong. We get on one side of a political thing or the other side, and we're always combating something and it's this type of thing going on, which we know that if you've been doing your inner work, you're called to do a both and a lot of times, and you're called to look at it from a whole different standpoint, right? A whole different standpoint that isn't stuck on a side. It's looking at like, whoa, let me come up out of this and be an observer. Let me see both. Let me see multiple. Maybe it's not even just two. Maybe it's three, four, five. Maybe it's multiple, right? So we start to look at it from that. Maybe it's nine different perspectives, 27. Who knows, right? We can keep going, but we look at it from a whole different lens where we're not trapped in it. We see it, right? We know that it's a part of life, but we're not trapped in it. So Ariel, because we want to be above what we're trying to let go of, we want to really be able to see it. So the first thing, uh, the A for Ariel is acknowledge it. The first thing we've got to do is acknowledge it, right? So if you know anything about AA, anything about any program that helps you get rid of addiction or anything, the first thing is just acknowledging that, hey, there is something there. So within your Enneagram type, there is something to acknowledge that is sucking your energy, that is a pattern that you hold on to. You give a lot of energy to it. You are overly uh, attached to it, right? You spend a lot of time thinking about it, right? And your life is actually, you may not want to admit this, but your life is actually wrapped around it. Whatever that thing is for your type structure, your life is wrapped around it, okay? So rather, and remember, it doesn't have to be a good or bad thing. It's just your ego has wrapped its way around it somehow, overly attached to it. So it's time to acknowledge that. First thing. Second thing is to explore it. Now that you're like, ooh, that is a thing, right? Ooh, that is a thing, right? So for me, the accumulation of things over time, like the accumulation of stuff, okay? Even though it's gluttony, like the excitement, the experiences, it's like the constant stimulation, right? So I acknowledge that. But now I have to go explore it, you know? So the E in, in Ariel is for explore. So I have to explore what is all of these things that I am trying to become stimulated by, attached to, connected to within me, right? How do I find, like, where is it connected to in me? I got to go explore it. So I got to be curious, right? When are the moments where I see that, like, this gluttony in myself shows up a lot or looking for super adventures, so much stimulation, where is it showing up the most? Hmm, right? Not only where is it showing up the most, what, what am I feeling inside when it shows up, Right? What am I doing when it shows up? How do I react, right? What are my behaviors around it? So now that explorer means to be curious, get really curious around what you've acknowledged that you probably need to let go of if you're going to move forward, okay, and grow. The next one is um, to recognize reality. What I mean by this is that a lot of times something that we have not explored enough, we tend to have a certain way that we see it that's a certain narrative right and a lot of times it either makes us a good person or a bad person or whatever we find a way to you know make ourselves feel like a certain type of way like egoically we like i feel like this i feel like that or i'm this type of person i put myself down or i build myself up right so we have a way of doing that when you talk about uh, recognizing it. like So we want to recognize the reality of the situation and try to see it a little bit more objectively, a little bit more logically, a little bit more objectively, a little bit more logically, because that's important. 
right? That is so important that we not just see it from an extremely tainted, tinted view. So sometimes what recognizing reality of it means that maybe I need to incorporate someone else on this. Now that I have acknowledged it, I've explored it. Now I can bring in some outside thoughts to this. I can bring in some outside research to this, right? You know, because a lot of times we start from the outside, come in, don't do that. Start from the inside and work your way out, okay? <laughs> so now if I can recognize reality of it, maybe I need to share this story with someone else and have them reflect back to me, like what they're hearing and seeing from the situation. Now I would work on trusting, finding a person who's trusted, who you know is doing their inner work. Because you may have a good friend. That's cool. But if your good friend ain't doing their inner work, I would be cautious on giving your good friend something that you need to work on letting go. Because sometimes they may not give you the best piece of information, but you may take it and run with it and be like, yeah, that's what my friend said. But it's like, ah, are they doing their inner work? If they're doing their inner work, let's do it, right? Let's get it. Let's see, right? Because they're going to be a little bit more curious to 100% give you everything that they feel you need, but they're going to be help you to be more curious about it and then give them some suggestions or advice, right? But just be cautious. So I would say recognize the reality of the situation because a lot of times we don't see all of it or we want to see ourselves in a certain way. So we miss seeing the whole situation as it is. And sometimes it's a, a victim type of things. Sometimes it's not being a victim. It's, it's a whole lot into it. But we have to be able to see the reality of it in a way that um, challenges the way our ego wants to see the whole situation, okay? Because it wants to um, demean us, belittle us, or put us above others in some way, superior, inferior type of thing. We got to work past that because the ego is doing that. It's running that game, okay? Do you ever feel stuck, lonely, or discontent in your relationships? If you're nodding yes, then I've got some good news for you. Certified Enneagram coach Tyler Zach is hosting a virtual summit on March 5th through the 7th for thousands of Enneagram enthusiasts called the Ennea Summit, Love and Relationships. This is your chance to uncover Enneagram secrets that will take all of your relationships to the next level. The best part is you can join us from the comfort of your home or office. If you reserve your free seat today, you'll receive a daily email on March 5th through the 7th with the link to access to 20 renowned Enneagram experts, such as Susan Stabile, Steph Baron Hall, Ashton Whitmoria Ober, Gina Gomez, Dio Ajunaku, and Nian Bong. Join us to discover how your personality shapes all the relationships in your life. We'll talk about how knowing the Enneagram can help you identify your partner's stress triggers, improve communication, enhance emotional and sexual intimacy, heal from an unhealthy ex, gain parenting insights, a lot more fun and exciting topics. So go and RSVP now to secure your free seat for the Ennea Summit coming up on March 5th through the 7th by visiting enneasummit.com. The link is in the show notes. Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity to learn from an amazing cast of speakers who want to be your guide in helping you take all of your relationships to the next level. Uh, the next part of Ariel, uh, the I in Ariel, is to integrate it. So I saw this really cool meme picture thing um, on Northwest um what is it? Northeast uh, IEA chapters um, Instagram. It was this. It showed like this understanding your shadow, which your shadow work is all the stuff you really don't recognize. Understand the things you do like in yourself that you do see, and then it's putting them together. And when it came together, one was black, one was white, and it was a panda. I was like, oh, that's gangster. That's so cool. I love that. So 
in this sense, we have to do the same thing with the work that we do. We have to recognize that there are parts of us when we start to acknowledge it, <laughs> when we explore it, when we gain some more reality of it, that it is a part of us, right? We cannot be like, I'm going to shun that. I'm not going to act like this doesn't exist. I'm like, no, that's not going to help you. Like, it's just going to stay there still, right? So by integrating it inside of yourself, it's almost like um, when you eat food and it metabolizes, right? It becomes something different. It doesn't just stick there and be something that's holding you back or that drains energy. It metabolizes in you. And now it can be used for something healthy, something useful within you, and probably give you more energy and allow you to eventually use use that in a way to grow more and to help others in your community. Just saying. So the integration of those things that we eventually need to work on letting go helps us so much to be able to use it in a way that helps others help further the purpose that we've been given and to grow. Uh, the next one is accepted. That becomes the next piece where the, the next letter on the acronym Ariel is accepted. There comes a part where, you know, things in life sometimes are hard to understand or hard to accept. They're like, oh my gosh, I am like this, or I did that, or this, because our mind would do a I mean, our mind is fascinating and like our brain can do some interesting things to, to like cover up, avoid, not deal with stuff. It is fascinating. It's really, I mean, like really incredible, to be honest, right, to try to keep us surviving to a degree, right? Because there's so much information going on. But if there's something you know you need to let go of, you got to accept that thing, too. Once you acknowledge it, you've explored it, you've recognized the reality of it, you've interpreted it. Now you can accept that it is what it is, right? That starts to give you the ability to move on. Like, hmm, that is what it is, ain't it? Hmm, you know? And that piece of you, I would say when you can accept it, that's a part when you start to really hit the somatic and the emotional level of being able and ready to let go of stuff. Because it's like you've kind of moved through. It's like, okay. It is what it is. It's a part of my humanity at this piece, at this part of my life. And that that's what it is. And you don't have to beat yourself up. Once you get to accept it, you don't have to beat yourself up anymore. You don't have to glorify yourself. You don't have to do none of these things because it's like it is what it is, right? And not to say there's not emotions with it because there's always going to be some emotions or feelings with it. But you come to a space where you're not fighting. You're not fighting against trying to accept what it is, what life is, what you've experienced, what you've gone through, what you're dealing with, what your patterns are, right? Because some of this stuff is hard to see for ourselves, really hard, right? Even feels embarrassing at times, right? Even maybe feels like, you know, we're losing value or something. But we have to understand it's much more than that for us to truly grow, right? So we've got to accept whatever it is, Okay, so that's the next one. And then last but not least is to let it go. And that process comes and there's different ways you can do that process. Like how do you actually let go? Like letting it go. One thing is learning how to allow stuff to move through you. Right. So there's certain practices where you allow thoughts, emotions, um, feelings, somatic ur urges and different things actually happen without trying to fight them. Right. I would say, especially for the somatic, I would encourage you to get a somatic coach. I do some of that. I know some other people who do it. I can recommend people to you. 
But I definitely recommend someone helping you with some of these because that's part of how it goes. Sometimes it's emotional letting go. So maybe you need to write a letter, right? Maybe you need to write a letter, poetry, write something that is letting, talking to that emotion and saying, hey, this is how it's, you know, this is where I'm going. I appreciate the time that we had or I didn't appreciate the time that we had. And it's time for me to move on, right? So you may want to symbolically burn that after you've written it, right? Or send it off, right? Or just write, like there's different ways, right? Or you may put it in a song, right? And then mentally, there's different ways, right? With You got cognitive therapies that you can do to work on letting things go. You have affirmations. Um, you have these different things you can physically do. Le- learning to train. I would say centering prayer is one of the best, to be honest. Um, but it's training your mind to not stay stuck, on something. It's like, oh, let me go. Let me let it go. Let me move my attention from whatever caught it. I'm just going to move my attention back from it. I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to drop it. In my mind, there's a way for you to drop it in your mind. Because sometimes when it gets hooked, if you've never trained your ability and your to train your attention, you won't know how to do it. It just grabs you. But when you practice training your attention to move it to where you want it to go, oh my goodness, it's powerful. So I'll say a little bit more about that. And the reason I love Centering Prayer, because that's one of the great gifts you get from it, is that you learn how to train your attention. The attention is the one thing we have that can literally be anywhere, anytime we want it to be. But a lot of times we follow our attention instead of learning how to manage and master our own attention. I can put it here, put it there, put it there, put it on my body, anywhere I want to. I could put it in the past, the future, the present, wherever I want to. But if I'm leading it, but a lot of times we don't, we're not taught how to lead our attention. So we just follow it wherever it goes, right? And then the brain creates all kinds of assumptions and we just go wherever the ego wants us to go. And we don't notice until certain moments we pull out of it, right? <laughs> like being stuck in a matrix or something, okay? So very important. So that's a part of letting go. And sometimes letting go is creating enough distance where you're able to really, really let something go. Because sometimes it's distance, not just from a person, maybe from an environment, maybe from a certain food, maybe a drug, maybe anything, right? It could be from, you know, it's your own personal thing. But that's a part of letting go. It is changing, right? Because if you're able to let go of something, like truly let go of something, you're able to truly transform. And that becomes the thing why most people don't usually transform at all or often, or un- enough or in periods of time because it's really hard to let go of stuff. Even as you grow, you get to a new level of growth. And I'll say for myself, and then you get attached to that new level of stuff. You're like, oh yeah, this is great. And then you're wondering, why can't I transform a little bit more? You know, what's my next level? What do I, I go next? Yeah, because now I'm attached to this new level that I've gotten to of growth. And I'm like, oh, I like this area. I feel so blah, blah, blah. My ego attaches to it makes itself feel good in that space. And then I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I'm good here. I'm good here. But no, that's not what it's for. Let's get a little bit uncomfortable again. And what can we let go to grow even more? And one of the best parts about letting, learning to let go, there's this super gift that's called <laughs> lightness and levity and joy that comes with it a lot of times. And it's not at the beginning necessarily. I'll tell you that. The, that's the kind of the hard part. It feels like suffering when you're actually learning to let go and learning go as a process of ongoing. It feels like suffering a little bit, just to let you know. But when you do and when you're able to, you have these abilities to feel light and to feel joy and to feel lifted. And it feels really good in the body, first of all, but it gives you ability to have more capacity, right? The one thing that 
is such a struggle is when you're doing so much, and I, I even feel this now, you're just full. You'd feel like there's not much you can add on, you can do, and you can try, but it's like just a tidbit. You're just trying, you're scraping. But there's ability. If we can constantly work on cleaning out, getting rid of stuff, moving stuff out of our lives that's not essential to what we're trying to do, life becomes a lot easier in some ways. I'm telling you that. You recognize more and you're aware of more, but life becomes a lot easier because we have less um, distractions, less things we have to spend energy on to manage and maintain. The body, maintenance on the body is enough. Relationship maintenance is enough. My goodness. You know what I'm saying? So the more stuff we just add on, goodness gracious, it's a lot, right? And I say that from a deep feeling of it right now. (laughs) So one thing I can encourage you to do that's very practical is... I would say 30 day challenges or more. If you if there's something you want to work on letting go, see if you can apply Ariel to it for 30 days, right? Or simplify it, right? Maybe Ariel is a long acronym. They're like, man, how do I remember this acronym? Acknowledge it. You might want to write this down. Acknowledge it. Explore it. Recognize the reality of it. Okay. Integrate it. Accept it. Let it go. If you can do a challenge for about 30 plus days of something consistently, you start to see growth, change, and movement. The struggle we have, tend to have, is it can struggle to be consistent in a lot of ways, right? Um, it can be difficult. It like takes a level of willingness and inner work and inner love to become consistent in a way that is healthy for your essence. There's one way that can be very egoic and not healthy. And then there's other ways that it's hard to be consistent because there's so much junk still inside, right? So you might want to start with a five or a 10 day, right? You got to grow your awareness. I say 30 day because I'm doing some 30 day type stuff and I got a chart on my wall of like like seven different things I'm trying to do every single day because it's I'm, I'm, I'm that level of serious in my growth personally. But and if you're just starting out, maybe you do a five-day because it's better than not doing it at all. You do a five-day. Track yourself, right? Maybe it's one. Maybe it's just one task because maybe your capacity is just so full, you're overflowing. Just one task. Boom. I'm just going to try to do this thing every day, right? And then as you grow in a little bit more awareness in those days, you move it to 10, right? And then 15 and 20 and 25 and keep stretching yourself to a degree to where you've let go of some things and you've developed some healthy habits and a new level of awareness because that is what changes you. I'm telling you, those new levels of awareness, they really help to change you. The way you love yourself, the way you see yourself, the way you act, the way you be, the way you show up, right? The way you challenge yourself um, and the way you show up for other people, right? So it changes not just your behavior, but it, it changes your heart and it changes your mind. And it's a powerful thing to watch shift and change. So for each type, I would definitely say this is something to work on. What is something you need to let go? And I would say a great area. You don't have to start here. Two areas. One, passions and instincts, right? What instinctual behavior, you might want to write this down. What instinctual behavior do you need to let go of so that you can grow and expand more? And I say that. If you think about it, I'm give a few examples just to help you get started. For self-praise, what thing are you doing that's so comfortable that keeps you from expanding and growing? 
what it might be something around materials, finances, um, anything. Social. What groups are you a part of that you probably don't need to be or they consume so much of your time that you don't have time to tend to yourself so that you may grow and expand? And then one to one. Who are you so focused on or what individuals are you so focused on that you can't seem to focus on yourself so that you can expand? Who are you so consumed with that it seems like you don't have the ability to make sure that you're okay and that you're expanding, growing like you should? That's a place to start. Three instincts. As far as type structures, think about your passions, right? Type ones. What part of anger do you need to let go of, right? Because there's some parts of anger you need to let go of because it's keeping you from your virtue. Twos, what part of pride do you need to let go of, right? It's keeping you from being humble. It's hard for you to receive, okay? Threes, what part of deceit do you need to let go of? Stop you from being authentic. Fours, what part of envy you need to let go of? It's stopping you from having a balanced flow of emotions, right? You're you're stuck in certain areas, right? Inferior, superior. Fives, what do you need to let go of when it comes to avarice? What do you hold on to? And this is a big question for fives. What do you you hold on to, right? Because fives are holding on to quite a bit because it's a type structure's way of doing life and protecting itself. But what are you holding on as an avarice, right? What are you holding back, right, that you need to let go of, you need to unleash, release, so that you actually can expand more because it's hard to expand when you're holding so tightly and you're clenching things, right? So that you have a non-attachment, right? Which is that balance between being attached and detached, but the non-attachment is having a beautiful balance of both, right? It's knowing the beauty of being attached and the beauty of not of being detached. It's the beauty of having both and being able to be fluid with them, right? What calls for at that time. Sixes. What do you need to let go of when it comes to angst within yourself or fear, as they sometimes call it, right? Because it's keeping you from maybe being courageous in a way that you need to be courageous, right? The way you need to really show up in life, maybe for others and maybe just for yourself or both probably, right? Sevens, what is gluttony? What part of gluttony do you need to let go of so that you can be sober and show up in life in a way that is not based on stimulation, right? Not based on being overly addicted to excitement, okay? Takes you away from going deeper, okay? Takes you away from you coming back to yourself because you're so focused externally, right? Eights, we talk about the passion of lust or intensity. What do you need to let go of when it comes to intensity and lust? So that you can truly be innocent. You can feel innocence and you can give innocence and notice it in other people. You can be more childlike, right? You take care of a lot of stuff. You don't have to be so serious all the time, right? <laughs> you, you can have the ability to have that childlikeness and look at the world in a way that's big and beautiful where you don't have to carry so much. So what can you let go of when it comes to your level of intensity, addiction to intensity, that can allow you to pull some of that innocence and childlike wonder back into your life and back into the world. And then for nines, how can you, what do you need to let go when it comes to laziness, the passion of laziness in yourself? 
so that you actually can engage with the world in a way that is healthy, a way that's loving, the way that you actually want to. Because that's one of the biggest challenges. The passion of laziness keeps you from engaging in the world in a way that you truly want to, right? And then it makes you feel numb or it makes you beat yourself up instead of going forward and actually giving it a shot, giving it a try. So what part of laziness do you need to let go of in order for you to truly engage the world like you want to? So that's all I have for this episode. I I had to get this out. It was, it was just sitting in my brain, sitting in my brain, sitting in my brain. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm really thankful to be here and I will see you on the next episode. Um, hope you're doing well. Uh, check out the website. Um, plenty of goodies there all about making sure people can do what they need internally and externally to be healthy and help themselves in a the community. And just thank you so much. Hope you're doing well and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.